0: You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day happy friday happy memorial day weekend hope everybody's got a nice relaxing weekend planned i know i most certainly do i am brandon olson you can find me on twitter at wns underscore brandon i'm also the founder of whole9sports.com where you can find all of my written work um yeah memorial day weekend looking forward to it get uh, the house housewarming on saturday yeah, bottomless brunch can't wait uh today i'm going to revisit my thoughts from yesterday's episode about pffs ranking of florida just because i've gotten feedback on it so gonna revisit it real quick we've got the sec tournament for baseball to talk about and we've got the softball team in the road to the softball college world series um I know usually this is a part where I say review, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Instead, I'm going to spend right now to just mention that I believe as of next week, we're going to be switching to three episodes per week as opposed to five just for a little bit, just for the summer, just with news winding down. Uh, That is going to be the off-season schedule for us here. But fret not, uh, some weeks I may go four or five episodes, but always at least three, so don't worry about that, and the content, we still got you for it, don't worry. Um, before we get started though, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to the podcast so that you never miss an episode, and there's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that is Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Locked On SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I know I said I would briefly revisit this because I'm not going to spend forever talking about this, but I've gotten a few uh, a few messages, whether they were texts or DMs from people, uh, <laughs> disagreeing with the logic behind why I said yesterday Florida should not be behind all of those schools, those schools being, of course, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, uh, oklahoma texas a&m and yeah that just it's it's silly really um i understand the logic because the main thing was that people saying sure those teams are replacing their quarterbacks but so is florida so it doesn't make sense for me to say they've got new qb's they shouldn't be above us even though we also have a new quarterback that's totally valid However, there's a, there's a significant difference. I'll say between the situations. Uh, don't get me wrong; totally sound argument, sure. But yeah, massive difference. Um, looking at, I'll just go in order of schools. Uh, Alabama, Bryce Young is their projected starter. Twenty-two pass attempts, one year at Bama. So, not not nothing special. <laughs> Clemson, uh, you know, Clemson's probably got the best argument here because they've got DJ Uigalele, and he had 117 pass attempts um, last year, which, again, more pass attempts than Emory Jones has, so totally valid there. But DJ Uigalele only has one year at Clemson. Ohio State have CJ Stroud as their projected starter right now, maybe Jack Miller the third, but even then, combined uh cj stroud and jack miller the third have three carries and no pass attempts in their college careers haynes king on texas a&m who is the projected starter again to replace kellen mond uh he's got six carries and four pass attempts in his college career so nothing uh, that's that's really really nothing when we look at florida's case though Here's where we get really different. Emery Jones, uh, he's been with Florida for three years. That's something none of these other quarterbacks can say. Bryce Young, DJ Uigalele, CJ Stroud, Jack Miller III, and Haynes King. None of them can say they've got three years of experience with this college roster, with this college uh, this system that their team is going to run. Nobody can say that. That's one of the huge differences that I'll bring up. The other difference, or one of the other differences, Emery Jones has 86 pass attempts in his career, which over three years, not great, but 86 pass attempts. Of course, he has that first year as his redshirt fresh was his true freshman year that became a redshirt because he played in four games, uh, or he didn't play in more than four games. Um then he has his redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore year that just finished. Uh, he's got 86 pass attempts and 92 carries in his career. So touch-wise, more than DJ Uigalele. However, he's also the only player on this list that no matter what he's been for the past, I'll say two years, he's been someone that comes in at least rotationally to make some plays he has his own little packages his own sets he comes in to run the offense every now and then just to give us um something that frankly kyle trask or even felipe franks couldn't give us because emery is uh shiftier and quicker than felipe was uh he also has a rope for an arm similar to felipe but different styles as scramblers so that's the thing really that I think sets Emory apart is a let alone that, uh, the fact that he's been in college for three years, completely disregard that. Go ahead. He's been playing college football for three years. He's been getting significant snaps for this offense for three years. He's got the touches. He's got, even when you don't count his pass attempts or his carries, when he's handed it off, he's got this snap count that none of these other... He actually, he might have a higher snap count than all of these guys listed. So against Bryce Young, DJ Ugalile, CJ Stroud, Jack Mother, and Haynes King. He might have a higher snap count than all of them combined and that's that's what's so significant to me so yes the gators like crimson tide clemson tigers uh buckeyes and aggies sure gators are also replacing their quarterback but none of these teams are as prepared for this transition as florida maybe alabama maybe maybe clemson uh ohio state they've got a great defense offensively i don't know if they're as prepared but i digress there um yeah none of these teams are as prepared as florida to replace their quarterback to the point where we're replacing our quarterback and i legitimately think this offense might see a step up Uh, of course given that they also lost three fantastic weapons uh we could see this offense really I think step up dramatically especially in the run game we'll, well we'll get more into this but that's that's my point it's not just those teams are replacing their quarterbacks they shouldn't be hired their Florida it's those teams are replacing their quarterbacks and we are more prepared and better prepared to replace our quarterback so that's why Florida should not be faulted where these other teams are think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year I know I do but if you're confident BetOnline currently has plus 3,300 odds, and I don't even have to say it, but I'm gonna because I like saying it. I'm gonna take no nods. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON, that is L-O-C-K-E-D, no space, O-N, and now to talk about the Gators baseball team, who's currently playing in the SEC tournament, of course. Well, sorry. They're currently in the SEC tournament. They're not currently playing because the game did just end about five minutes ago. <laughs> um, so getting on it right after the game ended. And uh, the initial thing that came into my head when I was like, how am I going to recap this game? Um, the Simpsons meme. It's, stop, stop. He's already dead. That is what Florida did to Alabama. yeah, that that was that was a fun game. Uh, the Gators yet again find success against a team that they didn't face in the regular season, similar to what happened with Mississippi State, which I mean, with Mississippi State, I uh, said, hey, I'm gonna be worried about this because we haven't seen them. And uh, now with uh, Alabama, I was like, hey, I'm not going to go in with that same mindset, and Florida just did that thing again. Uh, The game was different from the other SEC tournament games, though, because uh, Florida scored in the first inning in the Kentucky and Mississippi State games. Not so much against Alabama. Uh, It took all the way until the top of the sixth for the Gators to get on the board, and my lord, all right, I'm just going to talk about this home run for a quick second. Um, Nathan Hickey Hit a shot to dead center Which by the way Home runs to dead center are the Best home runs around Cause it's just like d- damn Like he really did that Uh, So that's it Nathan Hickey hit a shot To dead center And he took Like I don't want to say an excessive Amount of time to get around the bases But like he certainly took his time to get around the bases. It was, uh, uh, yeah, he, he certainly, like, he, he just went for it. Like, the dude just strolled around. I'm not gonna complain. I, I have, I have no right to complain. We, they put us on the board and, and we ended up winning the game. So I'm not gonna complain about that. I'm um, especially not gonna complain because, like, I'm here for it, but that's, that's a talk for another day. Um, the top of the seventh and top of the eighth inning. So runs come in bunches for the Gators. They found their, they found their rhythm straight up and they just really piled on the Crimson Tide. Um, Franco Aleman came out and oh my God, Franco Aleman pitched an absolute gem while he was out there. Uh, seven innings, five hits allowed, didn't allow a single run. The Crimson Tide. So the final score of this game was seven-two. Uh, Crimson Tide didn't score until the ninth inning, which I'll get to in just a second. But shout out Franco Aleman because he he's not usually the guy that pitches as many that throws as many pitches as he did. But if he wants to keep playing how he did. And he wants to keep playing at this level that he just played at today, Well, And now, yesterday, um, I'm I'm all for it because that is going to be huge when we get further into the postseason. Uh, Trey Vanderweed came in the night, came in the eighth inning, uh, threw nine pitches, <laughs> and it was a quick little one-two-three inning. Then Jack Leftwich came in to close out the game, like we've seen him do, just so many times before. Uh, He came in close at the game. It got a little rough because, of course, he allowed two runs in the ninth inning. But I mean, at at that point, you can't even be mad because it was seven nothing. So giving up those two runs, I I get that you could be like, "Oh, like like anything could happen in any inning." Um, yeah, but also no, like the game, you could tell was way out of reach for Alabama at that point. Their offense couldn't get anything going. Florida was just hot at that point. Um it was it was pretty clearly over Jack Leftwich, He had no pressure. Those two runs didn't mean a damn thing at the end of the day. So that's why it's like I I don't care at all about those two runs. They mean nothing. Um I'm I'm gonna say this about Alabama, and this is the only good thing that i am going to say about alabama today uh because i don't like to talk positively about them so oh, god i hate talking positively about alabama but i will i i'll give credit where credit's, where credit's due uh dylan smith who yikes record if we're being completely honest but he's one and eight for those of you who don't know um but dylan smith he pitched a pretty good game like he, he pitched a solid game he pitched uh, i believe seven innings and he was you know ultimately comes down to really the management i get that he's the one that's gonna have those stats go on and he's the one that's gonna look worse because of it but really it comes down to he shouldn't have been in the game as long as he was um and he crumbled towards the end there so th- that's why it's like early on he was he was cooking uh not not gonna even not not even gonna sugarcoat that one he was cooking nice breaks on his pitches but yeah he was left in the game too long so that's manager's fault i know it's gonna look bad on him but hey it is what it is at this point uh thankfully today florida has a day off but tomorrow they'll take on the winner of today's game between tennessee and alabama uh, also, tomorrow goes back to single eliminations, so there's no more room for error whatsoever now. Um, Saturday or tomorrow is the semifinals of the tournament, and Sunday, should Florida win on Saturday, will be the championship game for them. Uh, as we build in anticipation for the end of this tournament, let's start building our bodies too. Sorry, it's gross, but a summer fam. Uh, built bar is the best protein bar on the market it has 18 delicious flavors including recent built bar champion coconut brownie chunk personally i'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy that that's my style we know this by now i've said it to you i think like 36 times or something like that now so you should know if you're trying to eat clean but you've got a sweet tooth like i do everybody that knows me knows i have a horrible sweet tooth that's no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy Bilt Bar, get this, if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED15 L-O-C-K-E-D to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Now to wrap up today's show, we're gonna talk about Gator softball. It, I know it's been a few days since I got to talk about the Gator softball team. Um, I think mm, the Monday episode was the last time I spoke about them, and I gotta say, just completely honest with you, I'm excited because I love talking about this team. Like I have not been as invested in a Gator softball team as I am right now since I think the last time I was this invested was like 20. 12 or 2013. Uh so I am very excited. I love talking about this team. So I can't wait. Uh they do start their series today against Georgia, so that's I mean you got to love it, right? Like they're playing Georgia, and, you know. Uh they they played before uh in early April. Uh the Gators won that series two to one and they've kind of gotten even better since then which is like awesome because they're already great. I legitimately just like love this team think they're fantastic uh, so I'm I'm just gonna keep going at them like that uh the first game is of course today at 5 p.m. Eastern then tomorrow noon Eastern and if there's a game on Sunday noon Eastern uh, because again now we are in the uh, super regional for women for college softball so it's best two out of three in this series so it's Gators versus Georgia for at least today tomorrow maybe Sunday if it's needed I'm gonna hope it's not uh of course last round in the regionals uh, we beat South Florida South Alabama and South Florida again and the gators didn't allow a single run in any of those games it was just pure. How do I put this? Um, domination in every single way. Uh, the first game was close, one nothing, but then it was 10-0 and 8-0. So it was just an absolute beatdown. It was beat City, 19-0 in those three games. So just pure dominance from Florida. Uh, hoping for more of the same, especially against Georgics. Just, oh my God, they're disgusting. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I would expect Elizabeth Hightower to start the game today just because, I mean, she's Elizabeth Hightower. (laughs) She threw, um, or she contributed to a, I believe it was a one hitter on Friday and then on Sunday she threw the no-no. Uh, so she's probably just going to continue her absolute dominance or she's going to probably start and hope that she can continue her absolute dominance uh also a fun fact elizabeth hightower has not allowed a run in 17 consecutive innings so she's just in full beast mode right now. i'm gonna knock on wood just because i don't want to be the reason that i mean that one i'm i'm fine with jinxing the scoreless innings thing because that is bound to happen at some point uh, i was knocking on wood so that i hope i'm gonna knock on wood again since i'm mentioning again um her dominance hopefully she can continue that this weekend and next weekend and honestly in, until she wants to stop playing softball competitively at all um uh, huge fan of Elizabeth Hightower here she's been an absolute freak this year in fact I saw something before that I'm gonna look it up right now while I'm talking to you because I remember seeing it and I remember being like there is no way that this is true but it It is. It's absolutely astonishing. So, Florida this year, I mean, pitching staff, fantastic, no doubt about it. Um, They've been, like, ridiculous. Uh, Let's see, we've got no-hitters and one-hitters this year. Uh, There's been February 13th, February 21st, February 28th, March 8th, May 21st, and May 23rd. So there have been six instances of one-hitters or no-hitters this year for Florida. Elizabeth Hightower has pitched in every single one of those and three of them were against South Florida. That one's just for fun. but she completely has been she's been a dominant force, um, so it's just this whole year is insane. Natalie Lugo will likely start the second game on Saturday or tomorrow to continue um, the best 1-two pitching punch in college softball. If you disagree with that, that's fine. Uh, argue with your cat don't argue with my cat. She doesn't want to hear it. She knows where she lives. She's in gator country. Um, if there's a game three, I would probably just expect Elizabeth Hightower to pitch again. Um, she'd probably get the start again, just given, I mean, last week we saw her pitch a near complete game and then she pitched a no hitter on Sunday. So I wouldn't expect a big difference there. Um, offensively, I'm going to go right back to Charlie Echols. Uh Cheyenne Lindsey and Emily Wilkie are the players that right now all batting above 400 or 400 and above. Uh, I'm expecting them to kind of carry this offense this weekend, just at least getting on base. And, of course, I'm, I'm going to get to Charlie in a second. Don't worry. Uh, they've had solid starts at to the tournament. And, yeah, I'm expecting them to continue the hot streaks. I, I just – I'm expecting Florida to just – put up runs because like they they consistently put up runs and it's not like it's just from the same people over and over again like it's not like this incessant just like uh, it's not like we have Mike Trout and then a bunch of scrubs like we're not the angels like like this is a team that has consistent contributors Uh, of course Charlie Echols leads and Hannah Adams is second Cheyenne Lindsay is uh fourth behind Kendall Lindeman uh so that yeah it's not like we just have one Player that contributes, but I am going to talk about one player again when I talk about Charlotte Eccles because I want to see her hit a home run this weekend. Um, partially because I hate Georgia and I want to see everyone hit home runs against them, but also she's just got so much raw power that I, I just want to see the ball jump off her bat. She her all right, Charlie Eccles kind of reminds me of when. Pete Alonzo was playing Florida. Of course, I know baseball softball too, despite seemingly similar things, very different. Um, but in the sense that there's just so much raw power there, that is what that reminds me of. And Charlotte will, I mean, I've mentioned last week, she's the most electrifying softball player, one of the most electrifying softball players I've ever seen. So I'm going to hope that she can go yard against Georgia at least once, just at least once. That's all I'm asking for. But That about does it for today's episode of Locked on Gators. Join me Monday. There will be a Monday episode, even though the holiday, you can still expect to hear me. Um, So join me Monday as we'll talk about the outcome of both Gators baseball and Gators softball tournament games. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole9Sports, that is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E, sports, Be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Football, hosted by Vinny Iyer, part of the Lockdown Podcast and Network. Just because it's almost that time of the year again to get those leagues and drafts set up, I'm already dreading mine, if we're being honest. Be sure to not be left behind and get the scoop from Vinny every day. Also be sure to leave a review, let me know what you think, or DM me on Twitter. Feel free, they're wide open. Today on the Lockdown Today podcast, who has been the best player in the NBA playoffs so far? um derrick rose get more of the sports news you need in less time with the lockdown today podcast follow the lockdown today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts